life is all about the journey and these journeys become stories stories that we tell from generation to generation every facet of our lives have stories to tell the story of the 2020 2021 season is only but two fortnights away to its very completion it's two fortnights away to the end of all the action all the build up all the way from the summer to the winter and now to this very very crucial moment in time what has been your feeling of the season what has been the points to take out what has been your most impressive part of the season what is your moment to forget uh what exactly stood out for you in the season for me it's been a fantastic season it's been a fantastic season watching countless of games watching unpredictable things happen in the world of football it's been a season like no other it's been an interesting interesting season and i believe personally that it's not going to change till the end of the season it's just going to be from one level of crazy to the next level of crazy i'd like to welcome each and every one of you listening right now to the show this is the locker room podcast with rosa views it's all about the beautiful game of football we look at all the action from the world of football the major talking points and the things to look out for that's what we do on the show if you love this content if you love football you're a football fan or you just like the content generally you can follow us on social media on twitter uh, at lr with rosa views you can also follow us on all our podcasting platforms on spotify on google podcast on anchor the link is in the description of the episode you can reach out to us right there listen to all the episodes we've had some fantastic episodes over the couple of weeks that we've been on on air so it's been a great time uh, i love the effort i love the energy uh, keep it coming share all that you receive here we want to reach out to more audiences as we can our football is better discussed among friends and keep it good on today's show we'll be looking at all the action from the week uh, looking at the Carabao Cup final, looking at the first leg of the semi-finals in the Champions League and the Europa League, and look ahead of uh, the weekend's action and what happened in game week 33. The game week 33 was uh, quite, I'll say, quite cagey affair. Looking at all the games that went around, it was a couple of draws. It was one of those match days where it was a very, very conservative sort of game and that classified as especially within the premier league yeah that is to say but then again these are the contents for today's show so if you're interested in it stay tuned and it promises to be a great time Like I said, it's been a great week. It's been a wonderful week. Uh, kudos to all the Manchester City supporters. Yet again, another title, the 27th title for Pep Guardiola. Another title on the back for Manchester City fans. The citizens are buzzing right now. They are in the Premier League. They are in poised position in the Premier League. And a very, very good week, a midweek action for them at the Parc des Princes. 
in Paris. And it's been, it's just a moment where the Manchester City fans can really, really aspire to greater things this season. It's looking good for them. It's, it's an amazing season where they can reach, reach out for the stars and do wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things. Looking at the Carabao Cup, it's fair to say that it was quite an interesting final up until the defining moment of the free kick from Kevin De Bruyne and Emmerich Laporte heads it into the back of the net for the only goal of the final. But I think looking at the way the game went on, Spurs really tried. They huffed, they puffed, but it wasn't supposed, it wasn't going to be their day. They had a couple of chances, I think. The team could have done more in terms of their energy and desire to win it. They played well on the day, but when it comes to the final, it's all about the 90 minutes or the 120 minutes. They had chances, but for some reason, they could not take their opportunities. I remember the counter-attack. Hurricane sends the ball to to Hoibie, and Hoibie wanted to play a keen pass into the lines of, of Sergio Reguilon, but Reguilon was not on the same wavelength, and that ball just went off the pitch. Though they had crucial, crucial chances to take the game to City, but for some reason, they fell short, and Manchester City were able to capitalize on their own opportunity, and that's why they were champions. The 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 final the the end result of the Carabao Cup brought about a lot of questions concerning the future of the senior players in uh, at Spurs, Harry Kane for one, and a lot of people come out now to say that he's going to leave at the end of the season. Would it be in Real Madrid? Would it be Manchester United that he needs to leave earlier than 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 later? But for for the, for the benefit of his career, I I, I think I think. Right now, a player like Harry Kane, he hasn't done so bad in terms of his stats this season. His scoring, his assisting, he's been a very, very influential player for a vast majority of Jose Mourinho's tenure as the manager at Spurs. But for a player of his caliber and what he is within the game in the Premier League and the English national team, he needs a silverware to his name. He needs a silverware to tag to a successful career because one of the things that you used to judge your career as as a superstar in the game of football is in numbers of titles won, in numbers of finals you've played. And and it's 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 unfortunate for Harry Kane that he has very minimal of those either cup finals or um time to titles at the back of the of, of the of the trophy cabinet. But Looking at the horizon for Harry Kane, I think uh, he can do well anywhere he goes. He's a quality striker. I just think he has to really, really take a, a deep think to what he wants to do and probably has to look out for who comes in next. Uh, the next Spurs manager, the idea, he has to look at what the plan of the club is in general. What are they looking to achieve in the nearest future? So he has to look at really and critically analyze his situation before he jumps ship because we've seen in recent years that not everything that glitters is gold. Look at Felipe Coutinho to Football Club Barcelona. It was a diamond of of of, of a transfer. It was like it was a perfect. It was it was like two people made for each other. Everybody wanted Coutinho at, at Football Club Barcelona, but it's not been 
the case. There's even rumors that Everton are bidding 40 million euros for Felipe Coutinho that Football Club Barcelona bought for 150 million euros, their highest ever player transfer figure. And and it it, it, it really hasn't been what they hoped for. Look at it, Nazar, Real Madrid. It's just it, you can't you can't picture the Eden Hazard of Chelsea with that of Real Madrid. It's like two different players entirely. So it's not always the big money move or the big team move that helps the player. Most times you just have to make the right choices for yourself. And I hope for the very best for Harry Kane and his career. Looking at the other side, the citizens, Manchester City, very, 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 very top in, in form right now. Very, very good looking sharp. At midweek, it was a very fantastic time. Uh, Zinchenko was brought in, and in a few minutes, he was able to whip a crossing that beats all the defenders and Keylor Navas to go into the, to the into the net for the equalizer. And a stunning, stunning free kick from Riyad Mahrez to give Manchester City the victory. Well, you can talk about the the inability the, in, the ability of the wall not to keep the ball in play. Uh, very, very terrible, terrible, terrible uh, defending there from the Parisians in terms of how they set up their walls for the set pieces. It was just, just horrible to watch. But you can't take that away from Riyad Mahrez. Quality, quality strike to give Manchester City the lead on the day. Looking at other talking points from the week, you look at the game against uh, and La Liga, uh, uh, the game against Sevilla and Granada. That was a fascinating, fascinating one for me. Not necessarily because of what it meant for the league, uh, because right now the title race is wide open. Uh, Atletico Madrid with 73 points, Real Madrid and Football Club Barcelona on 71, 71 each. And Sevilla with the win are 70 points. So three points separate all top four teams. And it's just, and right now, the title is anyone's title. It's all, all four teams have a very strong stake in the end result of who becomes a champion come the end of the season. But looking at the game, something spectacular happened in that game. The, the, the game, close to the end of the game, Four additional minutes were added on as extra minutes for the usual, after the usual 90 minutes have been concluded. Four minutes were added on. Sevilla leading the game two goals to one. And in the third minute of the additional minute, the referee blows his final whistle. The referee blows his final whistle to end the game. Now, I know I was watching the game, so I, I realized that for some reasons, the Granada players didn't go off the pitch. They were complaining at the referee, they were complaining at the referee, uh, pointing at the time, pointing at the time. And initially, I didn't understand what was happening until uh, uh, the commentators began to speak to us that uh, there was an error in the time and the timing of the of the of the game. the The referee blew his whistle too early. He blew his whistle. 60 seconds earlier than he should have so he blew his whistle at the 93rd minute and they were supposed to play four additional minutes and at this point in time most of the players were already off the pitch that's majority all the severe players were off the pitch and little of the granada players were off the pitch some already exchanged their jerseys 
some already you know going into the into the dressing room already and the coaches are left there at least uh Julian Lopetegui was already off the pitch and it was just chaos and there was there was a lot of arguing and arguing uh, back and forth the 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 referee the Borgos and the VAR in Mateo Lajos went back and forth with conversations in their ears and they had to recall the game that now in in my years of watching football I've not experienced that kind of uh of an action before where uh you see the 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 game being recalled after 90 minutes it was something fascinating to see players that exchanged their jerseys had to return their jerseys players that are taking their jerseys on had to put it back on i remember the scenes where akuna had to put back his shin guard put his horses on lace his boot he had to like literally redress himself for the game and they had to recall the game so the game kicked off again and they played the extra 60 minutes 60 seconds they had to play they played the, the, the extra one minute that they had to play and then the referee blew the final whistle but well, luckily for the referee nothing happened in that game the game still ended at 2-1 in favor of Sevilla but what if the game had ended in in a draw, Granada were able to get, because they were close to actually getting a goal in that game. That could have meant a lot. But what I'm driving at with, with, with what I saw, that shows the dynamism of the game. Football is a game that has become very, very dynamic. And the rules should be obeyed to the bare maximum. There should be some form of fairness in the rule. I believe that's what the Granada players were asking for. It's not necessarily that... They're gonna score an equalizer at the within the one minute. It's possible, but let the game be played at the allotted time it's supposed to be played. I remember uh, uh, the Manchester United days of Sir Alex Ferguson, and Manchester United were prolific for scoring late goals. And most of these late goals came as a result of uh, extra time on extra time. For adventure, the game went on, and they added three minutes. And Manchester United, and the game ended up six minutes after Manchester United scores in extra time of extra time. I believe that that is injustice to the losing team because we fought all those all this way. We've we've played the allotted time, and then there's extra time on extra time. It doesn't do us justice because in football anything can happen. Anything can happen, but. As fans, we always want our team to, to win. But if you look at the balance of the game, most times these things cost certain teams. For example, most of the teams that, that, that lost against United there were probably teams that needed a point to survive or qualify for Europe or get out of some thing they found themselves. But they were not able to do that because it was taken away from them based on an injustice of allocated time on allocated time so i think i think it's something that with the 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 officiating body should look out for in terms of game management proper management of the game so that we can have um quality quality um football it also happened uh last season manchester united against brighton there was an infringement at the final play of the game and then the final whistle was blown now that infringement should have been checked so there was there should have been a vr check 
before the final whistle was blown, but the whistle went anyway and that game had to be restarted so that VR can check and Manchester United were awarded a penalty. That is the justice of the game. Things like that should, you should put those things into consideration in how you end the games, the situation that ends the game. Are you ending it at the right time? As all the, 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 have all the variables been checked? Anything that has to be checked, has it been checked? Are all the conditions perfect for the game to end in a fair and just manner? I think that I think that should really, really be looked at. Although it doesn't happen every time, but whenever it happens, it's really, really, really crucial. And I think the the, the governing body should find a way to look into that. Looking at the the Midweek action of the Champions League and the Europa League, it was quite a fantastic time. Chelsea and Real Madrid at the Alfredo Di Stefano Stadium. Uh, Christian Pulisic sets up Chelsea for the first goal and Karim Benzema teased uh, Chelsea with a, a very, very thunderous shot that hits the upright. And uh, a few minutes after, he gets his goal from a set play. And Real Madrid are uh, right now back into the balance of the uh, Champions League fixture with Chelsea ended 1-1. Uh, very, very difficult weather conditions for the boys from London. Uh, but I think right about now, Real Madrid are one with the weather. They are very, very used to playing in those windy and rainy, heavily rainy uh, uh, conditions. And um, looking at the fixture, it's still very, very much poised. Any team has the capacity to be, be victorious at the end of the day. They have the capacity to go through. Uh, just boils down to who wants it the most. It boils down to who can play not the best of football, but who can play the most effective football of the night because that's all you need. It's not about playing uh, the fantastic football. Yes, we the fans want to be entertained, but there are certain points in the season where victory is better than finesse. It's better than the, the beauty of the game. Get the win and get to the final. That should be the message from both camps right now to their players. It's all about the win at the end of the day. Uh, looking at the other fixture, Paris Saint-Germain against Manchester City. Very, very open game. Both teams scored Marquinhos with a, with a thunderous header for the first goal. And uh, uh, Alexandra Zinchenko for the second goal. And Rihard Mahrez for the third goal which was the winning goal three goals scored in the ninth manchester city in poise position as the second leg will be hosted at the etihad stadium and manchester city are looking to be in their first ever uefa champions league final for a very 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 long time i think that's even the first ever champions league final they'll be in their entire uh, uh professional existence but then again can Pep Guardiola do it this time? He's been plagued with losing out the Champions League in very, very crucial stages. Uh, it's only left to see what he can do this season. I think Manchester City can really, really pull out something impressive this season. They can go on to be champions. They are really, really, really strong in terms of their form. Their players are all fit. I don't think they have any major injury concerns right now. And they have Aguero's back, so they have quite a number of players to be able to rally down to the final and be victorious come the end of the Champions League. Looking at the Europa League, 
The scenes there absolutely different from that of the UEFA Champions League. Everything is red right now. Manchester United, their dreams finally came true at the Teatro of Dreams as they destroyed, absolutely destroyed AS Roma. Six goals to two. Ah, that was a very, very, very fast-paced, interesting encounter from Manchester United. If you watch the first half of that game, you missed very, very much of the game because at first half, at, at, at halftime rather, it was two goals to one in favor of AS Roma. At, at, at the end of the 90 minutes, the final score, 6-2 in favor of Manchester United. Bruno Fernandes and Edinson Cavani were the knights of the night. They led the team to triumph. Very, very spirited uh, performance from both of them. Kudos to them, Mason Greenwood, fantastic, Paul Pogba, fantastic. Manchester United are looking to be runaway winners of the UEFA Europa League. Can they go the extra mile? Can they go to the end? Will they be standing on the podium with the trophy come the end of the UEFA Europa League? It's only a matter of time. Can Roma, we've seen the remontada, we've seen the comeback. Can Roma give us a comeback it, it, it is difficult boy it's very very much possible and we keep our fingers crossed as to what is going to transpire come the second leg of the game the second semi-final fixture Unai Emery versus his former team Arsenal the 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 yellow submarine definitely sunk the gunners early on in the game two goals to Villarreal about Arsenal found a way through Nicolas Pepe penalty to get something into to get an away goal from the fixture. It's still very much in the balance. Any team can win it. Arsenal, I think this is all they have to crown the season a success. It's been a very, very difficult season for them. A, a lot of lackluster performances. Uh, you know, it's very, very difficult to put attack to an Arsenal team, to an Arsenal season. It's up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, Arsenal fans right now, they need something, something to be cheerful about. And uh, I think the Europa League is a means that, that they can use to crown the season a successful season if you're not going to be too critical of Arsenal uh, as, as a team. Uh, looking at what happened in the game, you can see that a lot of absentees for Arsenal, you know, Lacazette and, and all, the, all the rest. At the point where they are, I think, come the second leg, Arsenal need to find something really, really unique. They need to play one of the best footballs that they've played because Villarreal have not lost in the entire Europa League competition. They are unbeaten. They're very, very much good. Gerard Moreno is blazing with form right now. In the league, it's Lionel Messi, Karim Benzema and Gerard Moreno at the helm of goal scoring. So it's, it's going to be a very difficult game for Arsenal. But I think right now it boils down to who wants it the most. Like I've always said, it boils down to who wants it the most. Looking at the midweek action from across the, the Spanish La Liga and the Premier League, 
uh, very, very outstanding results for the likes of uh, Newcastle United in the Premier League, getting a point at Anfield against uh, Liverpool. It was, it was a great game for uh, Newcastle because they need all the points. And getting the point against a very, very difficult team at this point of the season is very, very crucial to their survival. I think uh, at this moment, it's fair enough to say that Newcastle United will be playing in the Premier League next season. Kudos to Steve Bruce. Kudos to their top players, the players that, that pressed on in difficult time. That's how it is. It's not always going to be all roses, but at some point, you know that you have to roll up your sleeves and get to work. It was a very, very uh, spirited performance from uh, the boys from New castle leeds united against manchester united nil nil uh like uh, that's the third time leeds will be drawing this season very 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 interesting team to watch if not the most interesting and entertaining team in the entire premier league Uh, marcelo bielsa he knows how to galvanize his team he knows how to make them very very difficult to play against and kudos to them I, i i hope to see what they have to offer in the future, they are they are, they are, they are those they are a team that you really really want them to be at the top of their game. Probably playing in the Europa League or playing in the final of the local cups, probably the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup. Uh, they have what it takes to really challenge the big teams. They they are they are they are going to be one of the teams that you classify as the best of the rest. Uh, looking at other fixtures that stood out. Chelsea's victory against West Ham. That's the first game West Ham hasn't scored a goal in the last five games. A uh, very, very disappointing game from uh, the West Ham perspective. But kudos to Chelsea. They are gradually, gradually moving forward. Chelsea also in the final of the FA Cup. Chelsea in the semi-final of the UEFA Champions League. It is all interesting right now for the boys from London. It's looking really really good for them and uh, let's keep our fingers crossed and see how they perform come the end of the season if they can get a silver where it's up to them looking at the spanish la liga right now the 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 league we've never ever seen a title race this complex a title race this tight a title race this Matt watering at this point of the season it's probably usually between football club barcelona and real madrid but right now four teams four teams crucially crucially poised to be champion come the end of the season atletico madrid football club barcelona real madrid and uh football club sevilla Looking at the, 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 the weekend action, Atletico Madrid loses two goals to one to Athletic Bilbao. That was the game that broke the, the, the contention open. It broke it wide open. It's anyone's game for the taking. Real Madrid draws with Real Betis. An absolute point dropper. Sevilla victorious against Granada. The game that I just analyzed ahead. Uh, and then Football Club Barcelona were 2-1 winners against Unai Emery's uh, uh, Villarreal. Very, very strong performances from Football Club Barcelona and Sevilla. They are looking very much favourites, but I have to say that Football Club Barcelona shot themselves in the leg. Uh, they had an outstanding game to play against uh, Granada over the week, over the midweek. 
and they lost that game. Haven led the game in the first half. I think it was a lackluster performance from uh, the boys from Catalonia. Very, very poor performance. Stringing a lot of unnecessary passes together. All you need to score a goal is a singular pass. You don't need a thousand passes to get the ball into the back of the net. I think sometimes Football Club Barcelona get caught up in possession football and fail to do what is pressing, which is get the ball in the back of the net, make the net bulge, get the three points of the day. I think if they had won that game, then Football Club Barcelona would be on top of the lot right now. But instead, they remain in third position, having lost the game to Granada. Looking ahead of this weekend's action, um, starting at the Premier League, it starts on Friday. The action on Friday, it's Southampton against Leicester City. Leicester City are looking to cement their position in the Premier League. Top four, they are looking to cement their UEFA Champions League position. Last season, they huffed and puffed. They were really, really, really close. But Manchester United edged them out this time. This time around, they are looking to cement their position. They are looking at playing in the Champions League next season. It will be a very, very good improvement for them. The second time in a space of uh, eight seasons to play in the Champions League for a team like Leicester City. It will be an amazing, amazing accomplishment for them. And uh, we hope for the best for the Foxes. On Saturday, Crystal Palace against Manchester City. Manchester City gradually edging closer and closer to the championship, which is the Premier League trophy. Uh, Crystal Palace, on the other hand, are very much comfortable in mid-table in the Premier League this season. No threats of being relegated. So uh, let's see if they can still bring about uh, a spirited performance against Manchester City. Our next game is Burnley. It's Brighton against Leeds. Uh, Brighton lost to Sheffield United over the weekend. Uh, that's a match day 33. It was one of those games where it just shows you what Brighton's season has been about. Uh, they'll be really, really lucky if they re- if they can retain their Premier League status, but I think it's it's in their hands right now and they are making it look very, very difficult to maintain their Premier League status. Crystal Palace, um, sorry rather, Chelsea against Fulham. Chelsea against Fulham, those are the games that are crucial before the Manchester City game against Chelsea. Chelsea already picked up points against West Ham. Can they do the same against another London team in Fulham? And gradually, they also can cement their UEFA Champions League spots because Liverpool, Spurs and Everton are really breathing down the necks of Leicester City and Chelsea. On the final game of the evening, it's Everton against Aston Villa. Both teams still looking to push for uh, European uh, competition next season, be it the UEFA Champions League or, or the Europa League. And uh, it's very, very much possible for both teams to be able to achieve that. Let's see if uh, a draw will be enough or one team can take away all three points. On Sunday, it's Arsenal against Newcastle at the St. James's Park. Manchester United against Liverpool. That fixture is always a mouth-watering fixture. Something incredible always happens. And in previous time, uh, Liverpool have been victorious against Manchester United. Uh, let's see what happens this weekend. 
Uh, finally, on Sunday, it's Spurs against Sheffield United. Um, Spurs, are they still licking their wounds from the Carabao Cup final? Or are they looking to secure uh, European football for next season? Whatever the project will be come next season, it's in their hands to secure quality spots for next season. Monday Night Football. It's West Bromwich Abion against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Ah, the boys from the Black Country still fighting, fighting very, very hard. Unfortunate performance against Aston Villa. Uh, West Bromwich Abion were leading that game up until the very last minute of the 90. And they drew that game and it was really, really, really disappointing. The manner at which they considered the goal, a very appalling defensive display. and. Uh, Unfortunately, they were not able to wrap up all three points. Moving over to the Spanish La Liga. Uh, it starts also on Friday. Celta de Vigo against Levante. And Saturday, it's Eibar against, uh, against Alaves. Alaves looking very, very poised under uh, Javi Kayeka. He's been able to galvanize the team to securing their top uh, division spot. And it will be very, very interesting to see Alaves still remaining in the La Liga come next season. It's Elche against Atletico Madrid, Huesca against Real Sociedad, Real Madrid against Osasuna. The top teams, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, Sevilla and Football Club Barcelona. From this point on, neither can afford to drop points. All the remaining five games are Three pointers. It has to be three pointers for these teams. Sunday uh, action. It's uh, Valladolid against Real Betis, uh, Villarreal against Hetafe, Granada against Cadiz, and the game of the weekend, Valencia against Football Club Barcelona. Can Barcelona shake up their shake off their wobble from the game against Granada? Can they get back to winning ways and put pressure at the team above them? Uh, it's left to see. We can only know that after 90 minutes. And finally, it's Sevilla against Athletic Club Yuba on Monday night. And that is the action for the weekend across the Spanish La Liga and the Premier League. And that's it for today's show. Uh, it's a really, really brief time. The season is gradually growing 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 to its full maturity at the end of the season we get to know who's going to be champion we get to know the player of the season we get to know the those that were victorious across all the leagues and um, the season has really really been an amazing season and shout out to Norwich City shout out to Watford those teams will be back in the Premier League come next season they're already promoted uh, what is left is just a formality for who gets to win the trophy. Uh, Norwich City had a, a, a bit of a wobble in their last two games, uh, but uh, they are still looking very primed to win the, the title. Uh, Hull City also promoted to the championship. Kudos to them. And the playoff teams for the EFL playoff, though for the teams that will be coming to the Premier League, also secured uh, Brentford, Bournemouth, Barnsley and Swansea. City. It promises to be a great time for the playoff. I made the best team win. At this junction, I'd like to say thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening in. 
It was a great time. Always, it's always a great time to discuss football with friends and uh, keep safe. Do uh, the right things. Obey the rules and regulation, and we will always, always come out better at the end of the day. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.